Welcome to the Eco Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Snell. I'm here to share the trials and tribulations of raising happy and healthy children while striving to minimize exposures to harmful toxins in our everyday lives. As an Eco Mama, I choose progress over perfection. I seek quality over quantity, and I believe in supporting families, communities, and small businesses that put people, product, and planet before profit. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, Eco Mamas. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of our ingredient series where we do a deep dive on a different ingredient every week. This Friday just so happens to be formaldehyde. You might be familiar with this term if you ever watch Six Feet Under. It was a Showtime series, I believe, where it was all about a funeral home. Formaldehyde is commonly known as the chemical that is in put inside cadavers to help preserve the body until it is time to be buried. So it keeps kind of a fresh, supple look on the skin and keeps the smell from getting too bad as the corpse rots after a person dies so that they can have a funeral, an open casket funeral most of the time. And then the body is buried. The formaldehyde lasts a little while. It doesn't preserve forever. But it does a good enough job for the purposes of why they have it. Now, you might be wondering why I'm talking about formaldehyde when this is a podcast about ingredients and our everyday products. Well, surprise, surprise, formaldehyde is an ingredient in our everyday products. It is used as a preservative in the products that you know and love every day. Did you know that? Since formaldehyde is odorless, it's not so easy to detect, but it's still there nonetheless. In addition to the products that I'm going to share with you, formaldehyde is also used on furnishings, clothing, building materials, a whole slew of things. So it's very difficult to know where it is and what it's in. And it's rarely ever listed on the ingredients under the name formaldehyde. It's known as other things that you might recognize more easily, but formaldehyde is kind of one of those scary words. So most manufacturers that are using it in their products are smart enough to leave that word out. But I will share with you shortly other names that it has been known by. So when I mentioned that it's on your furnishings, formaldehyde can be found in most newly created things as that preservatives I mentioned. So new construction, most homes will have it in their finished wood products. Flooring has it in there. Even some fabrics will be treated with formaldehyde. So upholstery, drapery, flooring, furniture, cabinets, you can find formaldehyde or traces of it in there because they're used in glues and paints. They're even used in caulks and pesticides And then what we talk about most here, they're used in cosmetics and detergents. So everywhere you turn in your home, there's a chance that formaldehyde was once used on those products. The older the product is, the more chance you have of off-gassing or the formaldehyde fading away and not being so harmful. One of the biggest suggestions I can make if you're concerned about formaldehyde, inhaling it, putting it on your skin, 
breathing it, which I think you should be, is to open your windows as often as possible, especially if you had new furniture put in, if you've or delivered, if you've had new flooring, new carpeting, even new paint, unless you were very clear about what was in the paint and the primer. If you've had drywall work done or new insulation, all of this, open up your windows. Homes built after the 1990s were super, super efficient to where they created them almost like a vacuum seal. Like the airflow was meant to stay inside the home. And that's beneficial when you're trying to save on energy. Okay. So when your air conditioning runs, it doesn't leak out the windows or under the doors. Same with the heater. It stays warm in in the winter. But the downside to that is that the house no longer breathes. It has no space to contract and compress. So the breathing process or the exchange of air that used to happen in homes is very difficult to happen on its own now. So it is our responsibility to take care of that airspace, that indoor air quality that we breathe in every single day. So if you're not opening up your windows periodically throughout the year, it's just building in there and you're continuing to breathe, breathe it in. So that's the best thing that you can do. There's also air purifiers that you can get that will help cleanse the air. We have them in several rooms in our home. We use them especially when someone is sick. We put them by the bed. Most recently, my son did have the flu and he slept with me. And thank goodness I like survived unscathed. But I literally, I had an air purifier on my side of the bed an air purifier on, on my husband's side of the bed where my son slept. And I didn't want him sleeping by himself because he got like almost 104 degree fever. And I know with higher fevers, you can, you know, you're dealing with possible seizures. And so I didn't want him to be alone. So I had him sleep with me. We used air purifiers just to help cleanse the air that we breathed in and breathed out. So in the glues I mentioned, you'll find it in a lot of the compressed woods or wood cabinetry, not not your natural woods. Um, and especially if you buy furniture from the Amish, like that is the way to go because they don't use chemicals. They use real wood. Like they're not treating those products. I mean, it's it's a true art. You know, they're not, they, did, they don't dumb down their furniture with pressed wood and manufactured stuff. So I mentioned that it's on our clothes too. When you go to the dry cleaners. Dry cleaners will use formaldehyde because it creates this, it relaxes all the wrinkles in your clothes and your curtains and your comforters. And it's just this process that like preserves the neatness of it, well, we should say. So they're, they're using that, they're applying it. And also, if you have ever bought pants that are no iron, they're wrinkle-free fabrics, those are also treated with formaldehyde. Again, like this is an odorless chemical, so it's really difficult to detect. So if it says that it is wrinkle-free, I suggest not getting it. Uh, I'm not one to iron, so I just try to keep things hung up that might easily get wrinkled. Signs that you could have formaldehyde in your home, it's it's really difficult to detect, as I mentioned, but over time, the more you're exposed to it, the sicker you can get. Actually, funeral directors have very high rate of leukemia. So there's like this long-term cancer of leukemia that they get because of their exposure to the formaldehyde. Formaldehyde can affect the body in many ways, even though you may not know that it's happened over time and repeated exposure or prolonged exposure, the body will begin to repulse the formaldehyde and it will burn the nostrils. Again, you can't smell it, so you don't know what's causing your nostrils to burn. If formaldehyde, God forbid, is ever drank, it can immediately like make the body so sick that 
cancer starts to develop very, very soon. So I think we should leave formaldehyde for the cadavers and not for the individuals, not for the people. I don't think it should be used in our products to preserve them, but they are. So let's get to the talk on the products. Formaldehyde is often used on products to preserve it, as I mentioned. And in that preserving process, it's usually like products with high water concentration that need it most. So if you think of like your shampoos and your conditioners, those are two common products that often will be treated with formaldehyde for the preservation. You're going to find formaldehyde in include face creams, moisturizers. I mentioned the shampoo. Now, body wash is a common one too. You can easily avoid that just by using a clean bar of soap, something that is made by one of your local farmer's markets, guys. No fragrance, of course, but so that one's easy to do to avoid. Body lotions, soaps, of course, embalming fluid, as I mentioned. And then this one scares me, guys. It's used in bubble baths. Now, who uses bubble baths most? Well, I use it a lot, but it's my kids, our children, babies. They love bubble baths. It makes it so much fun. I can't argue with that. However, you got to be careful. There's so many people are soaking their children in formaldehyde and don't even know it. It really, really scares me. So other things that can do to the body is that it can compromise your immune system, can cause respiratory infections, an uneven heartbeat, fatigue, headaches, DNA damage. I mentioned the leukemia, so it does cause cancer, asthma, neurotoxicity, and even developmental toxicity. These have all been linked to formaldehyde. Funeral directors who embalm are found to have the highest risk of myeloid leukemia. So as with the other ingredients, guys, I mean, I hope you're on, on Team Eco here because formaldehyde is just, there's nothing good about it. And if they say, oh, there's nothing that says it directly causes these problems. Listen, there's enough studies out there that's linking formaldehyde to these other health issues. And I think I'm just better without it. So I say no thank you to formaldehyde. So I'm almost done. But before I go, I want to make sure that I share with you some of those terms that I mentioned of what formaldehyde is also known as. And it's a bit tricky because a lot of these words are hard to pronounce. So please forgive me if I make any mistakes here. I'm still learning along with everyone else in this world. So here's some names that you might see. And again, if I butcher these, then I'm, I'm copying and pasting everything down into the show notes so you can find it there. But needless to say, formalin, formic aldehyde, methanidol, methanol, methyl aldehyde, methylene glycol, methylene oxide, benzyl hemiformal, 2 bromo 2 nitropropane 1, 3-diol bronopol, 5-brono, 5-nitro, 1. Hey, you know, I'm just going to post it down below because it just goes on and on. And you're going to say, what language is she speaking? One I have seen before is the Quaternium 15. That's one other one I'll mention because I've seen that on labels before. So look in the show notes for the exact spelling and other names that formaldehyde is known as. Again, it's very rarely listed as formaldehyde on the ingredients list. So you want to look for one of these other names or remember it could always be hidden in fragrance. Hey 
And that is all I have for you today. I want to encourage you to check back next Tuesday because I will be sharing all that I have learned about the world of artificial coloring and what it does to our bodies and our minds, especially our children. It's going to be a really good topic, guys. So chime back in. Thank you so much for your time today. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.